What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Tactical Chinwag Podcast. I am your host, Luke Jillings, aka Original Human, and today, yet again, I am joined by the beautiful Jim Galvin, which, by the way, mate, by the way, you're the first person to be on the podcast twice. Yes. Yeah, you're the first person, mate. mate. That, I, I, I wasn't aware of that. I wasn't aware of that. I thought it might yeah. be kind of second or third. So I'm, I'm yeah, you did that's it. a PB. You, yeah, right you, there, you got PB, mate. You did that. it. <laughs> made so, that Tuesday, that. <laughs> well, I hope there's more to come because I feel like the information that we can get across to some people with these podcasts, um, especially to do with fitness, is 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 incredibly valuable. Whether that you're wanting to go into the military or not, I think it's it's ungodly when it comes to how viable it is uh with that being said about information you after we spoke in the last podcast you started a pod, you've started a youtube that is true my man that is true we, we spoke about it on the podcast obviously you and me yeah. spoke about it kind of offline a couple of times as well and uh yeah it was something that there was this weird level of kind of reticence and apprehensiveness in my mind so it's like am i a bit too late to the game blah 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 and i thought you know screw it man i think i can I think I can hopefully disseminate something that's fairly kind of educational and entertaining at the same time. So, uh, so I started my YouTube channel and I've got one video up. The second one is being filmed this week uh, to nice. be edited, hopefully towards the end of this week and out um, sometime before Christmas. So yeah, man, super shocked. Yeah, I'm really happy for you. And I've watched it and it's brilliant. It's genuinely brilliant. Um, I love Thank the you. format. I, I love like the way that it's filmed. I think it's it's really kind of, it's it's really well edited for someone who's just put the first video out. Like, if you look back at my first video, oh, my God, like, it's horrific. I think it's <laughs> it's a video of me, like, reviewing one of the old uh, Apple Watches. And it's, like, just a, it's just me, like, filming down. Just, like, <laughs> it's horrific. Just but, camera I mean, faces waving all over. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But you got to start somewhere, man. And I'm really happy that you've done it because uh, you are, you have a lot of knowledge that I like picking. You, Even though I have a Green Beret and I feel like I have a... a pretty decent knowledge of fitness because of the Royal Marines. I still love picking your brain when it comes to this stuff because uh, you are a guru. Yeah, so well, thank you, mate, because honestly, it wouldn't, if it wasn't for uh, kind of sowing the seed on the first podcast that we did on the first interview, and then obviously kind of all the conversations after, yeah, that really was what kind of like nourished that thought process. And, uh, and, and kind of yourself and a couple of other guys and, and some kind words from you guys uh, were what made me kind of decide to, to take the plunge and do it so thank yeah. you bro appreciate hey, it man. Man, no worries man you know i'm here for you as always um with that being said it's such a weird time because it seems like online businesses are prime right now when it comes to the lockdown and the whole shaboggle that's going on both in the uk mm-hmm. where you are in the us where i am and yeah. um i think that ties in perfectly to um, some of the stuff i want to talk about today and that's keeping both physically and mentally healthy during a time that we've never been in before like we've never been in this position where everyone's anxious to go outside everyone's anxious to go to the store and touch things everyone's anxious Mm -hmm. to talk to people and um yeah we're in this really weird time frame where um a lot of fitness fanatics and a lot of people just getting into fitness have had to completely change the game completely change and yourself who you run a boot camp um how was that how was that changing you how are you having to be more creative and how has that really developed over time for you it's a good question so i think that so i think i've made a couple of kind of almost like social 
anthropological kind of observations and assessments of everything that's going on right now. And I, I, you can kind of sense in the way that people behave that we are social animals, we are pack animals, even though we've got, you know, we've invested trillions and decades to creating a way of living, especially in the developed world, in the modern Western world, we are able to pretty much exist fairly comfortably, very comfortably in the kind of on a chair, sitting in your bum in your own home. You can order food to your house. You can do whatever you want. You can work remotely. You don't even really need to leave your four walls. But that, so we've, we've, we've spent so much time developing that infrastructure. But at the same time, we are neurologically hardwired to want to be around other people. Yeah. That's why the worst thing that can put, the thing that prisoners are absolutely terrified of isn't getting, well, probably is getting beaten up by other people, but it's so, it's, it's solitary <laughs> confinement, right? So right, it's like right. you're in this position where you get, where you're literally isolated, you are removed from the rest of the group and you are put in a position where you're sat on your own for however long. And that's the thing that is more stressful yeah. and more of a struggle on your, on your mind and your psyche than anything else. So that being said, that, that's a demonstration that we are just neurologically, physiologically hardwired to be around other people. We get oxytocin from other people. We get serotonin from being around other people. So I think that, so luckily, I believe that I'm in a market or an industry in the world of group exercise where uh, more and more and more people are going to want to do that. And the reason for that is because more and more people are working remotely, if they're now working in their own home, they're aware that they want to be around other people and they're aware that, um, they need to keep themselves mentally and physically fit, like you just mentioned. And luckily, mm -hmm. group exercise, so not even uh, kind of a basic gym membership as such, but group exercise, which I do in, in two or three different formats in, uh, in, in, in our companies, offer exactly that. So I, I predict that group exercise is going to become increasingly popular the yeah. more people begin to work from home. Yeah, yeah. I think that is a, a very, very important point. And I think um, people underestimate how social we need to be to stay mentally healthy mm -hmm. i think that's a, a it's, it's such a huge part of our kind of nature as well as general nature like being outside being outside and and, and smelling the fresh air whether you're out in the woods or you by the sea that that changes your mental state very very quickly yeah. and if you're if you if you're away from nature for a long period of time if you're away from being outside and you are stuck in your own four walls that can really start deteriorating you. Luckily for me, I live out in the middle of nowhere in Maine and I'm literally out my door. I have the woods. So even though we are in this weird pandemic, I can go out for a run in the woods. However, people in the city, they don't have that option. And I think, um, again, these social kind of um, boot camps and, and classes and, and all these different forms of social fitness are going to become even more prominent now, like post lockdown than ever before, than ever before. And um, even though people are probably for a long time going to be very kind of anxious about going outside and touching things and speaking to people and being close to people. I think um, over time, people will be aware that it's something that they have to do. It's something that you have Correct. to do to stay mentally healthy and, uh, mentally focused but for some people who are stuck at home right now some people who are stuck in their confinements in their four walls not being able to get outside for various different reasons whether they've got a loved one who's sick or whatever um 
what what would you what would you what would you do in that position if you were yourself? Like what what fitness could you do if you don't have your own gym? You just you and yourself. It's it's probably back to Bobby Basic military fitness there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, man. It is. It is. It's going to be. And so we could kind of you know put together a load of different potential strategies for this is the ideal if you're doing this. This is the idea if you the ideal if you're doing this. But if you are in a situation where you are stuck at home in a in a on you know in a flat on the 18th floor of an apartment block and you're with your partner and you know 17 children it's going to be pretty crap <laughs> so i would say even though things aren't going to be classed as ideal in any way there are still certain things you could do but taking advantage of the kind of the power of accountability and working with somebody else again use use the fact that we know that we are social animals and use the fact that we have this technology at our disposal and try and kind of link those two things together. So try and do some online fitness classes. Try, and even if you don't want to do that, even if you don't want to pay for a subscription, you know, I think if there was person A and they're trying to log on every night and they watch a YouTube video and follow along, or there's person B who's, uh, you know, calling one of their friends on Zoom or Skype and they're having a chat and then they're doing it together, I think person B and then person C, I think they would actually get better results because yeah. I think that they get to actually have, I mean, it's not an ideal dialogue, is it? It's not an, it's not the same as face to face. You and me doing this, this isn't the same as face to face, but it's still, it's still a hell of a lot better than nothing at all. Right. So I think people right. need to take advantage of what they do have. So, I mean, again, it's not, it's not 1 million percent, but it's, if it's better than nothing, then it'll work, but use the power of accountability, use the fact that we know we're social animals and take advantage of the technology that we've got try to combine those two things and get you and a couple of friends to be like, right, 6 p.m. every night. If you are on full lockdown, 6 p.m. every night, what the bloody hell else are you doing? Yeah. You've got 23 hours of the day other than that, still yeah. stuck in the same four walls. The, the best you can do is commit to that time to put yourself in a situation where if you start to think about bailing, you'll be like, well, I'm not going to do that because uh, Susan and Sally will be straight on me, dragging me along yeah. to make sure that I'm there and I get a phone call at 5.59 telling me I'm late. Yeah. So try and combine those two things, reconcile those two things, and then try to create kind of a decent, uh, decent hybrid method, at least uh, even if it's a bit of a band-aid solution, it's better than nothing. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. That's actually some really, really good points. And I think also um, what I didn't expect to be as difficult during lockdown is nutrition. Nutrition is such a pain <laughs> yeah. in the butt because... For a lot of the time, you sat around, unless you get zero sleep like me and you're napping most of the time, hence why I look like crap right now. Um, if you get, if you do, if you do get the sleep, nutrition is the thing that you sat on the couch or you've done something or you, you know, you, you're chilling out in your in your four walls. Nutrition is something that often kind of deteriorates in them positions because you're bored, you want a snack, or you start experimenting with baking. My wife's been watching too much Great British Bake Off right now. <laughs> It's been baking all sorts of stuff, but that happens. Representing the British culture. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But these things happen. And um, nutrition is something that I personally think is very difficult in, in, because uh, you're not busy enough. You're not outside. You're not at work. You're not busy. You know, your mind's not yeah, occupied correct. with these other things. So um, yeah. What, what are your perspectives on nutrition when you're in a position where, you, your mind isn't kind of preoccupied with other things. Where it's that's, just too easy to eat. It is just too easy to eat, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, one, one thing I say on that, mate, is um, 
you say my perception on it, but the, the, the one thing that I would kind of attempt to communicate to everybody listening now is try and alter your perception of what it means to be hungry. We are these self-aware conscious beings that have created computers, the internet, planes, blah, blah, blah. We're still animals, right? So to a certain degree, we have to accept the fact that we're still living beings and then we are fallible, just like all other things are. So don't, and we are, with that that being said, we are primed to want to eat as much as we can from, because from an evolutionary standpoint, if we see food, we're like, you are, you are so unbelievably mentally primed to, to just devour it because you have no idea when the hell you're going to eat again. It yeah. just so happens that we live in this situation now where the likelihood of us, you know, starving to death in the developed world, obviously you don't want to kind of get overly political here, but that's very, very rare. So, but, but from a physiological point of view, we're still in that, we still have that caveman brain. All of our impulses are still based on what life was like when we were like, when we were in that situation, right? So don't, what I'm saying with that is how that links to people nowadays is don't beat yourself up or judge your, give yourself some self-care. Don't judge yourself for being hungry when you see some, when you see something sweet. You are literally, you have 10,000 generations of lessons in your brain telling you to do that. Yeah. So what I'm saying is it's not your, it's kind of two sides of the coin here. It's not your fault that you feel that way and that you have those impulses and that you are hungry and that it seems like a good idea to eat it when you can. It's not your fault, so don't judge yourself, yeah. but it is your responsibility to exercise discipline and self-control and make sure that you don't do it. Yeah. So don't judge yourself for feeling hungry, but also realize that being hungry isn't necessarily a good enough reason to do something that you know isn't good for you. Right. Like being tired is not a good enough reason to stay in bed. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's not your fault that you feel that way, but unfortunately it is your responsibility to exercise discipline and self-control to make sure that you don't give in to all of those impulses. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah makes total sense. And how are, you, how are you dealing with nutrition during lockdown? Are you like, what, what kind of, are you trying new things? Are you uh, just kind of sticking to the Bobby basics so you don't go off rail? How are you personally dealing with it? uh i'm dealing with it in so i did something over the summer which uh, has been pretty kind of game changing for me and i'm 32 now i've been in the fitness industry for uh you know kind of six seven years and one of the biggest game changes for me is uh, massively decreasing refined sugars so everything in nature that has sugar in it like a banana has sugar but a banana as a natural bit of food will also have the, an enzyme that helps your body break down the sugar so it's like they're partnered because they come as a package deal right, right so you have right. natural sugars and then you have this enzyme that comes in the food as well that helps break it down um, and kind of drip feed it into your system a little bit more when you have things like refined cane sugar that's just that's in foods you have all this sugar but you don't have the enzyme so it just goes straight in your bloodstream so you just yeah. end up on this kind of glucose this blood glucose roller coaster forever yeah, yeah. and as soon and getting off that is horrendous it, it, it's not an easy process but once you do uh, kind of appetite is, is, is changed a lot. So in terms of how I'm dealing with it, it's not easy getting out of or getting off the kind of the blood sugar roller coaster. But once you do, it's um, it's pretty game changing. And the way that you do that is you just got to eat clean. If something comes in a plastic packet, the chances are it probably wasn't. It's probably not organic, biodynamic kind of natural food. So yeah. but what I would do in terms of any advice that I would give is do things slowly. Again, I think one one of the problems with nutrition is that people look at what they're doing now they look at this kind of this idealistic thing and social media probably adds to this and they're like well i follow you know joe blogs fitness and they do x y and z and these people try and do all of that at the same time 
inevitably get you know either scared overwhelmed confused can't afford it whatever a million and one hurdles yeah and they just kind of and and they they get bummed out with themselves so one thing i would say is look at where you are now look at all the other things you could be doing and pick one because if yeah. you only pick one of these 10 possible improvements it's still progress right you're still yeah. doing better than you are right now so yeah. it's like take the small win it's like oh yeah but it's only one thing yeah but at the moment it's none yeah. so it's like progress is still progress and i think people should be, be again self-care don't judge yourself and be a bit more patient with yourself and allow yourself to do things in stages because it's a much more sustainable approach yeah yeah i totally i totally agree with that i think um i think um your your method of ex well experimenting getting rid of refined sugar is a is a cool way to kind of use something that is unfortunate that we're in to your advantage and really kind of test some stuff. I mean, I mean, I, like I, I have been having a bit of refined sugar with my wife's baking, but I've also actually been experimenting a lot with uh, fermented foods and drinks. That's been my kind of thing recently. Okay, nice. Um, I've been brewing my own kombucha. Uh, we're slowly but surely learning wow, more about fermented work. food. Yeah, and it's actually, it, when you start to do something like that that is good for you, but is also kind of really interesting, um it gets really fun. Like it gets really fun yeah, because you see two benefits. You see, you see a benefit of you're stuck in the house and you, you've got nothing to do, but you're enjoying learning something new, which is something that we all inherently like doing. And secondly, it's benefiting your health, you know? So like yourself, getting rid of refined sugar, it's a new experience of getting rid of all this stuff that you've probably not got rid of before, or maybe you have, um, and then you, you, you're enjoying that new process, but you're also seeing benefits in the long run as well, which I think um, I think what I'm seeing with, with the kombucha is definitely a better gut health. When I moved to the US, my gut was absolutely horrific when I moved to the US because there's pretty much sugar in everything. And uh, what I found was actually the worst thing for me was um, animal products because of the way animals are treated differently over here. They have to be mass produced, unfortunately, um, unless you're buying from a local farm, which when I first moved over, I didn't have the money for. Um, what I found was the stuff that was in animal products really deteriorated my gut, like really badly. Mm. And um, when I did eventually be able to afford um, my local farm foods, what I found was, and this is even weirder, which I didn't know, is even though the animals were raised um, organically, whatever you want to call it, um, pasture raised and all that lot, the enzymes from the ground and all this stuff that my body has not seen before still gave me gut issues. It still gave me gut issues. Yeah, it's so it was so strange. And I tried all different diets to get rid of it. And ultimately, going fully plant-based, which doesn't work for everyone, and I didn't think it was going to work for me, um, going fully plant-based actually was one of the one things that really cleaned things up for me. Now, me and my wife have been vegan now for like, I think, three years or something. And um, I actually can't really call myself a vegan anymore because we started introducing a little bit of honey. And um, the reason I've introduced honey back into my diet is allergies. What I found was honey is the best thing for me for allergies. Like if I, if I, obviously it's coming right from the source of the problem, which is pollen, you know, and um, I would take this honey and, and uh, I would find that my allergies are near to near non-existent anymore. So that's really interesting. Maybe it's some kind of like allergen vaccine almost. Cause you imagine what a vaccine is. It's a tiny amount of a, 
of a yeah. strain of a particular pathogen and then your body has a tiny strain of it and then goes oh i need to become immune to that so maybe it's kind of the same thing with with the pollen that's in the honey or something it's almost like a, yeah. a pollen vaccine it could it's be weird, isn't it? It maybe, could, maybe it could be that it could be a complete placebo effect we'll never know but what i do know <laughs> is that it works so you know rather than sticking with the dogma of is i have to be a full vegan i cannot do any of this I'm doing this for my health. That's that's the priority, mm. right? I'm doing it for my health. And if something benefits my health, I'm going to kind of push into that a little bit. Um, but again, my gut doesn't help with all the cookies that my wife's making. <laughs> but let's let's talk about that um, tracking you were saying. And I want to talk a little bit about habit tracking because um, re- getting rid of refined sugars, um, getting rid of, uh, for me, um, certain types of animal products, is a is a thing that takes time and again like I, I love that point you made how going full cold turkey or cold vegan turkey whatever you want to be and um getting rid of a bunch of stuff very quickly and changing your diet very quickly doesn't most of the time doesn't work and you have to make slow small steps to reach this ultimate goal that you want and habit tracking which i'm sure you completely agree with me on is it's so valuable and it's something that is is so overlooked just tracking what you're doing tracking what you're doing have you have you ever have you ever physically tracked what you you're doing or is it usually just a mental thing for you no i have physically tracked it i mean it's a lot more mental now uh basically because of the amount of, the length of time that i've been doing certain things and the fact right. that uh, because of that it's just so much more habitual already right yeah. so it is it is a habit it is it is just kind of so much more concretely ingrained in my routine but at, at, the, at the beginning i do <clears throat> and mm. uh, and i have done in the past and i've seen it with um because of the two different clubs that uh, that my that, that my company runs and, and the kind of the one-to-one coaching side that we do things with, with with me and the and the coaches that work with us as well we've got kind of 150 clients on the uh, kind of working with us at any one time in some capacity so we've seen with those guys that habit tracking is uh, is is fantastic. Again, we we definitely think that the accountability that you get from from doing something with someone else can help. But it does yeah. just give people a clearer picture of um, of what they're doing and how they're spending their time and what they're putting in their mouth and all the things that you'd want to do. But again, yeah. very very similarly, well, not similarly, even similarly, exactly the same as what we said with the nutrition. The best thing you can do if you want to change a couple of different habits because it's like I want to do X Y Z blah 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 is only introduce one of them a week. And for yeah. someone who's like, oh, but I want to change it all now. I want to absolutely smash life. One of the, it's like, all right, prove that, prove to me that you can change one at a time. Yeah, one at a time, one week at a time, because you're infinitely more likely to to stick to that if that is the only bit of newness. That's the only new thing that you've got happening in your routine that week. Yeah. So the once a week is that something you've trialed and tested? Is that something you, uh, or is this something you've is, you've you've seen more from your clients and you know this is like the thing that mostly works? Uh, more from our clients it just seems yeah. to be that just seems to be the kind of the golden amount of time a month is too long but right. a week people can do something for a week and then yeah. their motivation at the end of one week they've got they've, they've got like this feeling of like accomplishment like success like i did it i did it i, I, I stuck to that thing yeah. gym or whoever or coach blah, blah blah asked me to stick to this for a week i did it yeah and they're like super pumped and they're like right what new habit can i introduce right we, we, we messed around with a couple of different time frames but a week just for our guys anyway just seemed to kind of be like the sweet spot. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I I, th- I feel like um, I feel like habit tracking is is so valuable. And, and the one thing a lot of people, in fact, we will move into this conversation is for people who are just getting into fitness and don't really know, you know, what habits to track in general. You know, 
Um, obviously, there's certain ones that seem simple, uh, like tracking the amount of water you're taking and stuff like that. Um, but what would be your top kind of, these are the things you need to look at it yourself, you know, um, to anyone who wants to either, you know, join the military or just generally wants to get fit or is, or generally wants to get fit because they're in quarantine. What, 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 what habits would you kind of point to first? I would say set yourself a, and again, it's kind of cliche, but it's probably cliche for a reason. I would say set yourself a challenging but reasonable goal in regards to the volume of exercise and, and the frequency. So as an example, for people who want to train every single day, uh, that's seven sessions a week. They're like, I'm going to do, I'm going to do some kind of workout, even if it's a walk, a, a light run, uh, you know, a cycle on the exercise bike. I've got, uh, you know, a hit workout on YouTube, whatever it may be. I want to do one a day. That's seven a week. Seven a week seems to be a lot better than one a day. And the reason for that is, especially when someone's trying to get into a new habit, the one thing that you've got to do is you've got to realize, do everything you can to preserve that motivation. Because as soon as that motivation has a bit of a sledgehammer. It just comes crumbling down. So seven a week is good because if it's like, right, they start on a Monday. If on Thursday they've got a super busy day and they can't do one, they'll be so flipping mad at themselves. But if you're like, right, don't instead of, instead of kind of associating it and looking through the lens of one a day, if you look through the lens of seven a week, it's like I did miss Thursday because I had a super busy day, but I managed to do two sessions on Saturday. Therefore, I got my quota for the week. So it's yeah. like just that those these tiny little tweaks are, uh, are fantastic. So setting yourself a weekly exercise quota would be good um and set yourself again one new dietary change per week yeah that doesn't mean that at the end of the week and you've done it you then revert back to all that crap it just means only introduce one change right. so if the first change is uh you know i'm not gonna have i'm not gonna eat anything after 8 p.m okay do that every day and then the second change could be i'm gonna uh, you know, change the ratio of my foods. I'm going to have, I'm going to have more vegetables every day. And then right. that's for week. And then you do both for week two, if you see what I mean. And then it kind of goes from there. But yeah. I think those two things are weekly exercise quota and nutrition wise, only change one thing per week. I think yeah. those two things together, it's just so much more achievable because you just, you stay in that flow and you don't experience the one thing that seems to knock everyone off. And that's uh, overwhelm and lack of confidence because something will inevitably go wrong if you try and do 50 new things at once. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I th you've hit all the good points there when it comes to habit tracking, in my opinion. Um, so I tell you what, let's let's move on from habit tracking a little bit. Oh. I think um, I think habit tracking is is one of them things where it's like it's it can be diff it can be very difficult, but the principle's simple. You know, the the yeah, principle exactly. is it's simple. Not yeah and, and, I, I agree it's not hard it's just hard work it's not complicated yeah. uh it's it it, it it is simple it just requires a bit of graft yeah yeah um so i think um i don't i don't want to i don't want to ponder too much on that subject knowing that um it is mostly up to the the person to put in the effort than it is for information um from watching your instagram posts and videos and your new youtube video I have found that you are very, very much um, someone who loves to try new, you know, whether that's like new products to kind of see how they benefit your health. What one mm -hmm. thing this past kind of like month or so has, apart from, you know, the, the changing of your diet of habit, habit of uh, refined sugar, I'm talking like a product, like I, I saw you had CBD at one point. I saw you were, yeah. uh, you were trying all these different things. What one thing has really blown you away when it comes to a new kind of 
a new thing in your life? <sighs> what a question. Uh, yeah. So, this, I suppose the thing is, like, when you're kind of like into, I, I suppose you'd call it kind of biohacking, like you, all these little kind of tips and tricks of, of different ways yeah. to, to, you know, kind of hack your way to better performance, physique, and health, which very much is what, um, you know, my kind of journey is at the moment, what my YouTube channel is about. Yep. Uh, there's so many different things, but I would say the one thing that my mind's kind of intuitively brought to now is from a nutrition point of view, even people who, who quote unquote, eat healthily, um, they might, they might not necessarily be eating the right things for them. And that is, we have this universal idea that healthy is healthy in regards right. to food, right? Whereas if you had, uh, you know, tribes from certain rainforest or jungle areas who you know might eat a scorpion but other than that are are, are extremely at least like 90 percent plant-based and then they just eat small small kind of insects or game if you put them in uh if you had them and then you had eskimos who just eat you know you know protein like fat and blubber and protein and have very very little um kind of grown vegetables and, and starch and you yeah. swapped environments they, you know, they'd be in, they'd be in, they'd be in an absolutely terrible way, right? Yeah, yeah. So we kind of understand this, what's called individual, like biological individuality as well, essentially, calls it the fact that everyone's a bit different and, yeah. you know, one size doesn't fit all. We get those phrases, but it's like, well, how exactly does that apply to our overall health? And for me, I think the best thing you can do is super, super, super simple. In the UK, it's about, 40 pounds i don't know what it is in america but you could pay for what's called an intolerance test or a sensitivity test pluck a couple of hairs out your head put it in a little sandwich bag or a little ziploc plastic bag send it off in the post and you get back like i went with a company called check my body health in the uk and i got back like a 65 page pdf of being like you're fine with this food you have a medium sensitivity to these foods and you have a high sensitivity to these foods and the really thing the really interesting thing about gut sensitivity is a, it affects your recovery, your immune system, your endocrine system, your sleep, your mood. Yeah. So it's like how literally how happy you feel, your cognition. Again, 90% or whatever is serotonin, the neurotransmitter that makes you feel happy, stored in your gut. So one of the things, one of the important things is that it affects everything. The second important thing is you can be super sensitive to certain food that disrupts all of that stuff, really badly disrupts it, and you might have no symptoms at all. Yeah. So you might not know. So you do one of these tests. It's so cheap. It's so accessible. And you get loads and loads and loads of information. It's like something that could be quote unquote really, really healthy. Like someone might be listening to this and you'd be like, we're talking about men. I mean, I eat loads of vegetables, I eat loads of organic stuff. I hardly have any junk food or any kind of refined yeah. sugars. And I eat broccoli every day. If broccoli is ruining your gut, you might never know about it. And the only yeah. way to find out about it is to do a sensitivity test. Yeah. And lo and behold, you feel happier, you feel healthier, your immune system's better, your hormones are more balanced, you're sleeping better. Everything that your gut does, which is basically control every yeah. system in your body, starts to work better. So I think if there was like one overall kind of golden tip, uh, I think that would be, I think everyone, every single bloody person on the planet would benefit from doing one of those intolerance tests. Yeah, and I think using technology and these incredible advancements in science to, to our benefits, which technically is biohacking, is going to help yeah. us tremendously. And it's only going to create, you know, the next generation that live longer 
than the previous one and, and it keeps going and keeps going. It's because we're finding out these new results. As long as they don't take your hair and start making clones of you, someone knocks on the door, it's another <laughs> version of you. It's like, oh yeah, yeah you shouldn't yeah, give that hair away. You're not sending you're not sending it to North Korea, it's fine. Yeah, so yeah. For me, I think it's just a lab in London. I'm pretty yeah. sure I'm <laughs> <laughs> One thing that you did mention there is um, scorpions, and I saw that you posted a. Uh, I might be wrong here, but it was some sort of bug protein. Now, before I asked, it was a cricket. Okay, so I've had a cricket protein bar before, a while back. Okay. I think it was actually back in the UK when they were first kind of trying it. Mm. It, was, it was actually pretty good. It was actually pretty good, and unlike. Um, I think whey protein at the time that made me feel like crap. Uh, it didn't. It was kind of similar on how hemp protein makes me feel, where it, it doesn't mm. bloat me and it makes you feel kind of energized. And I had that same yeah. thing from a cricket protein. So what what was your what was your um, experience with with this? My experience was very good. So mine came from uh, a UK based company called Eat Grub. So it's a, I actually sought them out because I, I've been looking for, in, I think, insect protein because I'm kind of a pseudo environmentalist. So uh, the house that me and my, you know, my partner, Leah, we live in, it's an energy saving home. We are com- completely 100% green being here because all of our power comes from uh, uh, wind and solar. Nice, and nice. I'm aware how much the commercial farming industry is kind of messing up the planet. And yeah. in addition to that, so I did it, I actually did an IGTV about this the other day. And the first question was, if you take whey protein shakes as a post-workout, because that's what the industry tells us to do, right. and you feel insanely bloated, why the hell are you still doing it? Because that is like 95% of people that train and that work out regularly have, or that I know have some kind of post-workout and take whey protein some way. Right. And 95% of those people to feel super heavy, but they would just think that's normal. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's not normal. It's normal from whey because whey protein is uh, dairy based. It's basically kind of a, a byproduct that they like shave this stuff off the side of cheese, and that's where whey protein comes from. And it's, it, but it's just so so funny that so many people kind of it just expect that. And I kind yeah. of made that realization. I was like, right, I'm going to start to look in different directions. And we exist in this world now again where we think everything is normal and we have associations of living a life in this way is the way that it's always been, but it really hasn't, right? So we've had, again, that's why I said earlier, we've had like 10,000 generations worth of lessons and kind of an evolution leading us up to this point. And it's only really in the last kind of two generations that that, that we've lived in the modern Western world where we spend so much time inside with bad air, with bad water, with bad food, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I can you know, so looking back on things from an evolutionary standpoint, it's been something that I've been doing a lot recently and uh, eating insect protein, A, it's much, much better for the environment. Um, and B, I was like, I'll just see how my body responds to it. Exactly the same as you. I didn't feel remotely bloated, uh, just felt energized and it just felt super kind of light in my gut. And um, to get one kilo, so one kilogram of insect protein takes one liter of water. To get one kilogram of, uh, of, of kind of whey protein or one kilogram of beef, as an example, it takes about 22,000 liters of water. Yeah. So, it's, I mean, it is, it is insane. The numbers, yeah. it's not like, oh, it's an extra 50%. It's just right. game changing. So it's better for the environment. It's better for my gut. And again, it, it just makes sense to me logically from an evolutionary standpoint that eating, ex- that eating insects would be uh, something that our body would be able to metabolize a lot easier. And it, seem, and it seemed to be that, seems to be that way. Yeah. And I feel like people have this weird stigma against insects. They think it's like, the, it's weird. It's actually supernatural. 
Like eating insects yeah, I mean, is yeah. so natural. It's unbelievable. A lot of countries still do it as snacks, like mm-hmm. actual snacks that look like insects. And it's the no brainer to them. And I think um, the more we realize how this is a cheaper way of creating protein, it's a more sustainable way. It's better for the environment. It's better for yourself. It's, there's, there's, there's hardly anything that's, that's kind of negative about it. The more people yeah. will start to be like, all right, at least I'll try it. Then they try it and they see the benefits like yourself and what I had when I had it. And they, they probably will never go back. And I think um, I think the milk industry and stuff, uh, with whether it's you know whey or cheese, uh, well, probably not cheese. Cheese is always going to be around because people are obsessed with it. But milk, and especially milk, it seems like a lot of people are moving towards like almond milk, oat milk, rice milk, you know, all these other soy milk, all these other different types of milks that don't necessarily bloat yeah. you anymore. And, and it's actually um, having a huge impact, impact on the dairy industry, like a big impact. And um, I think people, when, once people start trying these new things and they kind of just get out their own head of what they think is normal, they'll start to see the benefits. They really will. And I know I've seen the benefits. I'm I um, It's cheaper over here to have almond milk out of any any alternative milk and uh almond milk is kind of one of the best things i can like i can tolerate basically um i can't really tolerate soy milk all that much it kind of makes me sickly and oat milk's very thick i think it's good for like you know cooking with um but almond milk is like the place to be for me and and um if it wasn't for knowing how good hemp protein is because for, for me for some reason hemp protein is just like it's it just seems so optimized for my body if it mm. wasn't for that i'd probably be looking into insect protein more than anything else i i take um I, i've been taking this protein and this multivitamin from a company called vivo life who um uh the way that they run the products with like you know super sustainable they have you know they check everything in there for any any crap that could be in the protein, any byproducts. And it's brilliant. This stuff literally is so good on my gut that I have had zero issues from it. And usually, I I, I tried one other protein this had. It came from Onnit, the company Onnit, which I'm sure you've heard of, uh, which is a hemp protein. Yeah, Uh, their protein is good, but it was kind of expensive. Um, So I tried Vivo Life not long ago, and man, I have not looked back since. It is like... I Perfect. think I know who you mean because we've basically we've got a Vivo Life range here, and that is uh, even though I'm not vegan, I'm I'm I, I'm not really anything again. Like, kind of you know, uh, I don't really I don't really want to kind of have a puritan label because right. then I'll right. all my decisions will be based on staying with that label as opposed to yeah, how can I optimize my health? So yeah. I'm, I don't really I'm probably closest to paleo if you kind of wanted to give it a name, right? But, right, um, but uh, but still kind of very very plant based, and I have I have you know numerous plant based plant-based kind of days and that helps me a lot we've got vivo we've got a vivo range here so i don't take whey i take um i actually take uh, a vegan protein and mix it with uh marine collagen which is basically marine like collagen what's that yeah no mate this is new this is this is pretty wacky <laughs> for me but the vivo like the vivo life that i take is uh it's 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 or v- Vivo Sport is it's raw protein and BCAA powder or something. It says that's yeah BCAA coming, powder yeah yeah and yeah. and they are, it's so so funny that you mentioned that and I can obviously this is hundred percent not rehearsed. This is absolutely kind of legit. They are the best plant based protein I have ever 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 found and I've tried yeah. loads 
and they are absolutely wicked. They do a multivitamin, uh, a live multivitamin thing called Thrive. Yep, that's the one I literally had yeah. it before this so, before this chat, mate. I had it. Yeah, there, there we go. There we go. So what I do with my, I've had that. So what I do with my multivitamins, because all multivitamins, everything seems to last a month because they yeah. it's kind of designed to do that way. I actually to diversify my my gut and my microbiome. I actually change month for month my my multivitamins, but they're one of the multivitamins that I've got in like my kind of my rotation. Yeah. So anyone's listening yeah. to this that wants that is looking for some decent, super clean, uh, sustainable, kind of ethical and, and absolutely on point protein powder. Um, that, that one that we just mentioned, I would, I would 100% endorse as well. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I would agree. I actually found it from another YouTuber called Simnet Nutrition, who is a, he's a full plant-based uh, body weight trainer. The guy's absolutely stacked. Mate. I don't know if he's as stacked as you, mate, but he's stacked. And uh, no, I'm, he, he's... I'm, I'm sure he probably is. <laughs> he's got some good videos, mate. He's got some really good videos. It does mostly like body weight stuff and he recommended it. And um, I was a fan of his, so I took his word for it more than anything, which usually helps a lot when it comes to recommendations. And uh, yeah, it's phenomenal. And that Thrive stuff's really good. And even though it is kind of so i i have two things i do alternate i have like a green juice that i take it's like a green powder that i take uh with some gummy multivitamins and a few other different things for being mostly plant-based i have to have a few other things in there like b12 and stuff um and then on the alternate days i have the thrive stuff and what i found is the thrive stuff not only is it kind of like this it's it's pretty much green juice like with with the amount of stuff in there but it tastes so good that pineapple mate it tastes so good um but yeah we'll move up we'll yeah, we'll kind of. I want to. I want to talk more about uh, these other things that you've been experimenting. What What's this um, collagen? What's the What's the uh, you say sea collagen? Yeah, yeah, marine collagen. Marine yeah. Collagen. So I I just know from my body that there are some things that um, that I respond well to. And again, this is what I would advise. I'm sure you'd advise to anyone listening. It's like again, take one of these tolerance tests yeah. and go around and mess about. You don't need six months to know whether or not you your body does or doesn't like something. It'll tell you. You need to feel bloated and crap, or you feel, uh, you know, energized. If you feel tired after a certain food, it's because your body's spending all this energy trying to break it down. If you feel quite energized, it shows that your body can break it down quite easily, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And one of the things that I've always felt extremely good on is uh, is um, is seafood. Like just it's taste wise, I'm not. I can kind of bear it. I'm not. Yeah don't have a particular predisposition either way but it's just you know i have salmon or tuna or you know prawns and i and i just i, I feel fine i don't feel remotely bloated so i looked into this marine stuff because i i do like for me personally i do respond quite well to animal proteins yeah. um as long as as long as they're the right kind of animal proteins and again yeah. whey i do not respond well to so that's why i was looking at right what else can i have in terms that is animal protein uh, but not dairy based yeah. And, and that was one of them again insect protein is one and this and this marine uh, marine collagen is one it's from a uk company called hunter hunter and gather not hunter and gatherer hunter and gather which is this yeah. uh, this young married couple that started this kind of paleo range and they do some really really good products actually i've only got one kind of shipment but i got i got some of that and i got a few other different bits and bobs and they've uh, and, and they do a lot of organ meats and stuff and again that's nice. one thing that i believe if you are bloody going to kill an animal to eat it then uh, we're not supposed, like we spoke about last time, we're not supposed yeah. to just eat the muscle tissue as, as such. There are yeah. vitamins and minerals in, in organs that you don't get from the muscle. So, yeah, uh, so liver and everything, so, yeah, hunt, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, exactly. So, so, so true. But that's, yeah. uh, they seem like a good company, and, and marine collagen is 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 something that is, is good. And again, one thing I will say is I'm aware with all of this stuff with insect protein, with marine collagen, A, it might seem a little bit weird, and B, because it's not as common, it's not as mass produced because it's, 
and especially with the, you know the the Vivo Sport as an example, the cleaner, the more expensive it's going to be. Mm. You have to you have to kind of ask yourself. I don't want anyone to go bankrupt. You do have to ask yourself the question: of What's worth your money more than your health? So, like people really, in my opinion, there's a massive number of people that need to get their flipping priorities straight if yeah. they're wearing that absolute top of the range brand spanking new still got the tags on gym shark two piece yeah in the gym and they're like oh you know i can't afford good food and i'm yeah. like mate i'd wear a bin bag if it meant i could eat organic mm. so again i don't want anyone to bankrupt themselves but anyone who's listening it's like oh, i'm like have an honest fit it depends how much you want it, it depends how much you want it and i'm not yeah. t- i'm not saying that everyone does have um you know a million quid a month to spend on this stuff but i would say really really actually look within and say what what, which of these is the priority and i would say buying loads and loads and loads of new fitness gear should be way below eating clean yeah yeah no i agree and and again i think i think your point there of you can't really put a price on your health is something Mm. so vile i've said that so many times and i i stick by that as well I stick that by as well. I actually planned, I, I saved up a bit of money these past few months and I've splurged on some fitness equipment because who knows how long this lockdown is going to happen and we're not going to be able to get into gyms, um, especially so here in the US where it's getting worse still. Um, so I invested a little bit. I'm still looking for a company that's doing a barbell because barbells are next to non-existent right now, trying to find one. <laughs> it's um, the same in the UK, I think. It's horrific, yeah. Uh, but I, got, I actually invested in a Peloton bike, uh, which... I wouldn't oh, nice. use, yeah. I, I wouldn't usually invest in some sort of equipment that's that expensive, but I am a, such a huge fan of spin class. When I was a personal trainer, I actually te- I used to teach spin class, and again, having that kind of camaraderie, having that funness to exercise, is second to none. And if I could replicate that slightly at home, then I'm going to give it a good old go. Do you know what I mean? So I invested mm. a little bit. I think it'll. I think it's something that it's definitely going to be like trial and error. And I'll, I'll let you know. I'll let the, the people listening yeah, know what I think about it. Um, it should arrive at the end of the month, I'm pretty sure. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that's a kind of like a good place, a good a good kind of way to start settling this, this conversation down and probably end it here. But uh, before you do leave, before you do leave, I want to I want to get um, I want to get like a trial for my viewers from you. I want you to basically give them one thing I want them to try from now until the next time I have you on the podcast, which I'm hoping is once, once, maybe a month, once every other month or something like that, I'd like to have you on. So. Mate, that sounds like a bloody good plan to me. I am, <laughs> if that's the case, uh, I am going to say, in fact, I'm going to say two things. I think that even though I've kind of gobbed off about the fact that I do one thing at a time, but I'm going to kind of spread it up. I'm going <laughs> to offer one, one kind of little nugget on training okay. uh, and kind of, and, and, you know, hopefully that'll be actioned and then one little nugget on uh on nutrition too the training thing is as i said earlier kind of combining some of the stuff we've already spoken about utilize the fact that you we know we're social animals and don't try and do everything on your own that's never been successful you've literally got you know ever from an evolutionary standpoint everyone who tried to do everything on their own ended up dead that's why we are socially wired that's it's literally in our brain don't try and beat nature it does yeah. not usually work well so utilize the fact that we know we're social animals and we have the technology to allow us to connect and start trying to train regularly with somebody else. Don't do it on your own. Don't watch a YouTube video. Find someone and say, we'll, we'll, we'll get something off the internet. We'll get a session and then we'll do it together. And we'll even have a chat during and during the breaks because it will still be, you'll still probably work harder and it will, it will just be more fun than you trying to struggle through it. Yeah. And the second thing from a nutrition standpoint is it might just be the best 60 bucks, 40 quid, whatever that you've ever spent getting one of these intolerance and sensitivity tests. 
because there might be something like, oh my God, I absolutely love strawberries, but strawberries are melting your flipping insides and ruining your life. <laughs> so yeah. it's like those two things. Util- yeah. Training-wise, do it with someone else. Utilize the fact that we've got the technology to allow us to stay at least a little bit connected. And from a nutrition standpoint, there's no point trying to do anything from a nutritional standpoint until you find out what you should be doing and what your body needs. And yeah. luckily, that is easier and cheaper than ever. I don't work for any of these companies. I don't know. I don't know which one you're going to go with. I just think completely objectively, uh, it might just be one of the best things you've ever done for your health, your immune system, your mood, your brain, everything. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Jim, as always, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Um, Mate, your, thank you for having me. Your information is 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 so so gold to this channel that I appreciate having you on, and I hope that you can remain the person that is on the the most amount of times on my channel. Because <laughs> you know, are I'll, brilliant. I'll, I want to keep that title. Now I've got that in my crosshairs. And yeah. Like, I have to be the guy. If I see anyone else on there a couple of times, I'll be messaging you like, mate, get me back on at 3, 3 a.m. Yeah. I need, need, need to take my title back. Yeah. Um, I will link your YouTube channel down below for anyone interested. Go and check it out. Subscribe, like, and all that to, 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 your, to your YouTube channel because it is, it is brilliant and I can really see it doing well. So the first video... If it's any indication on the rest of the channel, it's gonna it's gonna blow up. So uh, link will be down below to uh, Jim's channel. Uh, yeah, thank you everyone for watching. Thank you, Jim. And uh, thank you, mate. Yeah, and I'll see you all in the next video. Take it easy, everyone. See you later, guys. Bye.